All right, well, hey there, all you DC Comics News fans, comic book fans, fans of podcasts, and lists, and listening to my voice while you do household chores, mow the lawn. I don't know if that's possible. I, I, I don't get that loud, but then again, maybe you have great headphones. Um, whatever the reason is that you tune in, thanks for being here. This is the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 128. I know this because I'm your host and I'm imbued with powers that allow me to, you know, host. (laughs) So, great thing about uh, number 128, I have sleeping dogs surrounding me, which means my little buddy Bruno is like maybe six inches away from the uh, microphone. If he makes noises, well, you know, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) So kicking things off for uh, the books this week. I've got a refrigerator full of heads. I mean, one, if the title doesn't get you, well, two, maybe the fact that this is, well, something of a sequel, if not a continuation or another chapter in the legacy of something full of heads. It started with the basket full of heads, which I think uh, the Joe Hill line did wonderfully, made for a lot of fun and made it a great deal of joy for me. Refrigerator full of heads picks up with a similar object, but we'll get to that. Right now, I just want to point out that it's written by Rio Yours, drawn by Tom Fowler, colored by Bill Crabtree, lettered by Anwil Design, and... Cover by Sam Wolf Connolly with a variant cover by Leo Max. You're you're gonna win, which whichever one you choose. There's the original, which is just delightfully fun. The uh, the two variants. There's one where it's just the red background with some great lettering, as well as the uh, other variant with some gorgeous gorgeous underwater looks. Now. I don't know why, but the hammering just started. If it keeps going, well, there's not much I can do because it's outside and it's not here on my property. So, yeah, thanks for being patient with me. Meanwhile, we got the sleeping dogs who are not disturbed, so I won't be disturbed. What I can say is this story opens with some really fun stuff. I mean, the first page has some really great paneling. Uh, sets up the time, sets up a horrific experience for a family, a theft, uh, a valuable object taken, thieves who are masked, but clearly um, couldn't be recognizable in some way, shape, or form later on, I feel, in the story. And after there is this horrible action, we sort of uh, fast forward just a little bit. And now we're about a year later, roughly, um, maybe nine months. Anywho, we get there and we discover that there are visitors to this sweet little town, a little something known as Lauren Valley in California. And one is a writer and the other is support, which creates some interesting... um, observation and perspective just from the tone of one of the first people that this newly arrived couple meet and despite a shirt that says frankie say relax uh (laughs) 
The young man in this scenario decides that, well, that's okay. He's gonna, he's gonna make it, you know, whatever he wants to an extent. Um, <laughs> he's gonna decide that, well, if people start acting bad, well, you know, he's, he's not gonna let it pass. Um, and he's gonna make some decisions about how it is that that he's gonna well you'll see anywho he decides to get into a bit of a, a mess I mean one there there's a reason why sometimes in certain areas you don't mm, stick your nose into other people's business or make it look like well that uh, you're doing something that is suspicious threatening, dangerous. And then there's also the fact that there are those people that they're going to find bad in whatever you do. So, you know, you can either walk on eggshells so you can be yourself. Um, the, the art capturing this story leads us to this really wonderful series of moments. So it starts out with the heinous act in the beginning and this lovely blue tint, you know, that feeling of of dusk twilight or the night sky when the moon's up high and, and everything has that sort of bluish hue. And then we get the wonderful bright colors of Lauren Valley during the daytime and the big smiles and the bright and colorful couple, um, how it is that they've arrived and <laughs> how it is that, you know, they have this opportunity to arrive as Mr. and Mrs. Marshall and what they introduce to all of us while also bringing in some lovely horror themes like, well, a shark who there's an ending here. I can't give it away. All I can say is that an object from the first series, Basketful of Heads, makes an appearance when uh, Mr. Marshall decides to stir up trouble, and then escape into a river and finds the object in the riverbed, and then proceeds to use it to defend he and his wife and make a horrifying discovery, which for me is a lovely twist on the basket full of head storyline, and also a great part of this continuation. And that was the sound of Fiji trying to catch a fly. That sigh, I think, means that she missed, but don't worry, if it comes by to annoy her, you'll hear her snapping her jaws once again. Anyways, back to this. Psh, top five out of five pick. Easy. Never a problem to uh, point out some great work and give it some great recognition. Next up on the list, I have Catwoman, Lonely City number one. That's our second book. Man, is this thing good. I mean... My goodness, uh, written, drawn, colored letter by Cliff Chang, covers by Cliff Chang, uh, with a 125 variant by uh, Jock. Um, you're going to be in great shape whether you get the original or you get the Jock variant or you get all of them. Um, I mean, Cliff Chang does an amazing job here, captures wonderful colors, shows us a Catwoman who is newly returned to life someone who has been away for some time and is reacquainting herself with how gotham has behaved grown twisted stayed the same 
since she's been locked away and is now released on parole, doing her best to <laughs> find where she fits in, visiting the gravestone of Bruce Wayne, receiving the It's not deserved, but it is the pointed belief that she is responsible for his death. Although she denies this in her own way, and in doing so, reflects at times on the moment that led to, well, her discovering Batman in a state of distress, and also what it is that transpires afterward that has not been revealed yet. The colors are, again, bright and also um, almost like fluorescent lighting when she is released from prison. And then when she is later roaming through the night or exploring the new place where she lives, visiting a white-haired penguin, the colors offer different tones and hues from pinks and evening sunset colors to night times where again that that blue of twilight or dusk that i mentioned and then also some very lovely sort of peach and rose colors when we have a great interaction between selena kyle and barbara gordon oh boy the little dude is really snoring ain't he anywho as the story sort of develops with all of these great shades and tones and colors, we see Wonder Woman clearly, or Wonder Woman, wow, I had a moment there, Catwoman, clearly getting herself into trouble. Now, Catwoman is a wonder of a person, a wonder of a woman, a wonder of a Catwoman. And the moments of reflection are shaped as much as the present by the colors and the tones. And, and what they suggest is a horrifying feeling of what, well, it's like to be carrying around a burden that may or may not be your fault and may or may not be justified, your fault or not. With that, um, man, what a great way to kick things off. We've got to take a quick ad break because that's how we do things here. I get through my first two books, ad break, back with three, four, and five. Thanks for hanging out with me. Can't wait to share with you my next three choices. Be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um... Can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. 
I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat me, nards. I definitely do not fuck bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <on> hoping. <laughs> we're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want. God damn it. All right, 
We're that gonna Scooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, we are back. I'm back. You're back. It's the spinner rack. <laughs> We've got uh, episode number one. 28 and now that we've taken our quick ad break i'm gonna pick things up with my third choice for that one i say to go with nubia and the amazons nubia and the amazons number one was a really fun book for me because i also got the chance to review it for dc comics news and it it delighted me as soon as i reviewed it i thought to myself well this is clearly a book that's going to be on the rack and why not make sure that it gets <laughs> a lot of time for me to enjoy that there were some wonderful highlights that I absolutely adored. I mean, for starters, there's the original cover and the two variants, which are absolutely stunning. I mean, just pure magic. Yeah. There's something great about when great talent sort of just is allowed the freedom to do all of the things it knows. Well, let's just say a little bit better than us. And in that process, it introduces us to, well, some interesting ideas. Ones that I feel are not only poignant, but important. And I believe for the reader, they provide a, a great opportunity to consider the mascara, to consider what it means for the Amazons, <clears throat> who have been there, but also for those who eventually arrive. So we've got a wonderful story by Stephanie Williams and Vita Ayala with a script by Stephanie Williams, uh, Aletha Martinez on the pencils, Mark Morales on the inks, Emilio Lopez on the colors, Becca Carey on the letters, Aletha Martinez and Laura Martin on the original cover, and Sozomera and Joshua Sway Swayze on the variant covers. Um, so there's the Well of Souls, a place where Nubia came from some time ago, and now she is the queen when the Well of Souls is opened again and new arrivals come into Themyscira. Interestingly enough, they are unaware of their past lives in the moment. When they come through the Well of Souls, they are guided because they are the souls of women who died through acts of violence in man's world. And only those souls can be reincarnated into Amazons of Themyscira. And then we have Magala, who's the caretaker. And we've seen a little bit in the uh, backup story of young Princess Diana. Magala, the caretaker of the Well of Souls, also came from the Well of Souls and... She's interesting in that she lives secluded from the rest of the Amazons and over the years has developed a bit of a collection of trinkets from Man's World thanks to her close relationship with Wonder Woman. 
Diana Prince or Princess Diana. Um, the Well of Souls hasn't been active for a while. So this new awakening is wonderful, as is the lovely sort of sketch for the history lesson and introduction to the Well of Souls and Magala and also what has and has not been happening. When women come out from the Well of Souls, they are shaken. They are given a message about where they have arrived and what they can do and how it is that once they have learned about how Themyscira works and, well, <laughs> how it is that they can either be a part of it or choose no and step away, they are also given the opportunity to understand what it means to be a Themyscirian. So they train, they are taught different skills to see what they can pick up, demonstrate, or show an aptitude for. And as they do, we get a lovely telling of not only this story, but also of a deep darkness that is rising, something that is coming. And because it is, it gives us the opportunity to consider just what is next and in store. So I feel that this issue number one sets up some lovely things. It, it has all of the hallmarks of a great series awaiting us all. And I think it creates this idea of so much more about Themyscira that is known to longtime fans and also is a new thing for newer readers, maybe even younger readers, and how it is that this is all seamlessly shown through the wonderful work of the creative team and how we have not only a story of the present and one of the past, but also a vision of a horrifying future and the terrible things it portends. How much of it will come true? How soon it could happen? Well, that all depends on the rising threat that is shown earlier and what it can accomplish before it is eventually discovered. Man, what a great book. What a lot of fun. What a great third choice. Much like my next choice, also a five out of five pick, I'm talking about Batman's Secret Files, Peacekeeper number one. This one written by Ed Brisson with James Tynion IV and Ed Brisson or Brisson providing the pilot with Joshua Hickson on the art, Roman Stevens on the colors, Travis Lanham on the letters. And it's the story, essentially, of one Mr. Mahoney from a family of Mahoney's. Now, at this time, he's been wounded by a scarecrow. He's been infected by the scarecrow's toxin which is driving him completely insane. Now, this sounds horrifying for you or me, I would think, but Bruno here, snoring along peacefully, he seems unperturbed. With that, I continue encouraged and unabated. This is a chance to see and read all of the history about Mahoney that's been alluded to since his first appearance, from a crooked family to the damages he experienced while not being a great guy and somehow through his suffering and maybe because of his psychological profile he has become the candidate for peacekeeper 01 
We see the trajectory of his life as he flashes back while trying to retrace his steps and under the influence of the Joker toxin, he is a danger to everyone, including uh, the head of magistrate who's been trying to bring in the face of the magistrate, Peacekeeper 01. The story takes us in a lot of places, and interestingly enough, it ends with a direction that it will continue in Batman number 116. If you're not reading Batman, that's okay. Peacekeeper 01 is a really interesting story all by itself. It connects just enough to the Bat universe, but at the same time, it spends the bulk of its time showing us through some really lovely color and sketches and really fun you know, layout panels how it is that we can enjoy all of the things it has to share. And because of that, how it is that we understand more through the telling of who Peacekeeper is and how it is that he is so driven and deluded and also horribly damaged. And tragically, he is a pawn. He is a powerful one, but... It's more about what he can do when he is out of control and unhinged and how much more likely that will continue based on the suffering he has experienced from the Scarecrow toxin and how it has already so afflicted the problems he was already facing long before the toxin became a part of his life. Batman, Peacekeeper 01, this one's a good one. I encourage, if you haven't, and recommend if you should feel yourself so inclined. Oh, little dude's moving around. There we go. Yeah, he he got too hot. Uh, He found a sunny spot, and even as the weather cools off, he quickly recognized that, yeah, there's too much of a good thing. And now he's over here down by my feet, still snoring away happily. And if you hear him, well... Thanks. He he likes the attention. I don't know what to tell you. Now, for my next choice, I decided to go with a really great book I have continued to enjoy from issue to issue, episode to episode, simply because, I mean, when something's really good and it's also a lot of fun, it's kind of a win-win in my book. And... uh, (laughs) That is definitely something that I have to say about the Catwoman storyline and the amazing work from a creative team that continues to blow me away. I mean, I know Ram V is a good writer, and I've loved what he's done on stuff like, well, Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing, and so many other fun books. So it's... Probably no surprise, but also a wonderful delight that he continues to do such a great job with Catwoman. Totally understands the character, totally understands what he wants to accomplish with the story, definitely knows who Selina Kyle is, and understands the path that he's taken her on regarding Alleytown and the connections and responsibilities that she has taken on because of what's been done to wonderful characters like Poison Ivy and so many others. It creates a beautiful, beautiful story 
that has gone through some painful highs and lows. And you know it's bad and tough and a challenge when even the highs are, are fraught with dangers. So we have Catwoman who has been teaming up with uh, quite an interesting cast. We have a story that is brought to life from the art of Nina Vacueva and Laura Braga with colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Tom Napolitano, and an original cover by Yannick Paquette and Nathan Fairbairn, and a variant cover by Jenny Frisson. We also have wonderful characters like White Witch, who has been a thorn in the side of Catwoman for quite some time. I mean, essentially put, you can go ahead and date this all the way back to, uh, I think it was issue number 24, 29, something like that. Either way, White Witch has been a problem. She's back. That's trouble. But Selena's got trouble of her own in the guise of figures like Cheshire Cat, Clayface, and Killer Croc, as well as quite a few more. So, with her team, including a, <laughs> a very interesting version of the Riddler and a few new characters who make the scene, Catwoman quickly goes to work because her goal, as it has been since she arrived, is to save Alleytown. And it's going to take friends old, friends new, to get as far as she thinks she needs to go. And then, as it's alluded to right near the end, it's going to have to go a little bit farther than she's prepared. But clearly, if she wants to see this thing all the way through, it's exactly as far as she's going to have to go in order to bring about the dream she has of saving Alleytown. Great. Great way to wrap up this episode. I'm talking, of course, about episode number 128 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack and that great 5 out of 5 choice that I'm talking about with Catwoman. Number 36. And that brings us to an end. Thanks for hanging out with me and enjoying all these books from October 19, 2021. I look forward to coming back around, sharing more choices and picks from me on the next episode of DC Comics New Spinner Rack and the sleeping dogs here. Clearly, they just want to be a part of it all. So you've got them, we've got you, and we'll be back next time. How do you make sure you never miss out on the next episode? Just subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to, and you're guaranteed to always find me in your feed. Just like that. And should you have a question, a thought, a comment, go ahead and send it on out to us. Use the at symbol in DC Comics News. Just use the at symbol in DC Comics News. It's capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N, E-W-S. When you do, you'll guarantee we get your message, get a chance to reply, have a great conversation, and we can't wait to hear your comment. Whatever platform you choose from Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and more. And uh, when it comes to letting others know, we're on all your favorite podcast platforms, so wherever they like to listen, just look for that DC Comics News. And you and they will be all set. Hey, looking forward to the chance we all get to hang out next time, real soon, right here on an upcoming episode of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. Until next time, always read more.
Comics. Bye now.